Resident Evil Lighting Specialist to Arc Welcome to Residential Tech Talks. I'm Jeremy McLaughlin, Executive Editor of Residential Tech Today. On this week's podcast, Paul Williams joins us from Salt Lake City, Utah, where he's Chief Product Officer for Nice North America, the global manufacturer of smart home security and building automation solutions. Nice, which was founded in Italy by current owner Laura Boro in 1993, acquired Nortec Security and Control from Melrose Industries back in October of 2021. In September of this year, the company announced that it would be sunsetting Nortec Control as a company name and absorbing several of its custom integration brands into the Nice brand. By integrating Elan, Speakercraft, and Panamax into the Nice brand, the company says, they will be progressively leveraging their full portfolio of solutions for home and building management. Other nice North America brands, 2Gig, Abode, Furman, Geffen, High Security, Intellivision, Linear, Mighty Mule, and Proficient will not be renamed at this time. Confused, concerned, or excited, the emotions run the gamut for the custom integration industry, and that's why I thought it would be great to have today's guest on to explain the changes a little bit more and talk about new products that were introduced at CDA Expo this fall. Paul Williams and I go back to the earliest days of Control 4 and more recently during his time with Savant-owned GE Lighting. Needless to say, when a company is going through changes, it's great to know a trusted and respected familiar face there. Paul Williams, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining us today. Jeremy, thank you very much. Pleasure to join today. And I said a lot of product brands and stumbled over a couple of them. Um, There's a lot to keep track of there for sure. And uh, I was fortunate to be able to come out for a press preview of this big change uh, at North Nice North America headquarters, which we didn't even know was going to be called that when we were invited out. Um, and so, um, that, that was an excellent chance to, to catch up a bit in Carlsbad, California. And of course you and I know each other from your 14 and a half years at control four and your recent stint, like I said, at GE lighting. Um, so before we get into all of the, the crazy fun stuff here with the, the new branding and, uh, ownership and all that, uh, I'd love to just know how you got into the industry in the first place. Um, how early in life were you interested in tech and where'd you get your start? Uh, you've asked a great question. Uh, I have been interested in technology forever. Um, it goes goes back to my childhood. I would take things apart, put them back together again, sort of put them back together in some <laughs> cases, drive my parents nuts. Uh, but uh, very, very engaged in technology right from the very beginning. Um, started my career uh, working in manufacturing in electronics, um, hand assembling PCB circuit boards. As I was in high school, it was a part-time job uh, that was in the music industry. That led me into uh, into working for that company a little more full-time as my as I progressed and got through college. And uh, that uh, company was acquired by Harman. So then I had this really good feel for audio and for performance audio and pro audio in particular, uh, which then started my passion around that. Um, and then uh, through several other other positions that I held where I was in high-tech organizations, uh, early in the dot-com era, we were developing products for uh, co-locations and server farms uh, back in the dot-com era. So electronics there and uh, high-tech uh, on the cutting edge kind of electronics and, and systems that were there. 
and then uh, ultimately uh, then getting into uh, Control 4 in the very early days. It was employee number 15 or 16, somewhere in there. Uh, back, we, we had things that were written on whiteboards about the, the wonderful world we were going to create in the smart home. My first endeavor into smart home, it was uh, a new concept for me um, and just completely fell in love with this industry, with what we do, uh, with the technology, with the solutions, with the customers, with our dealers and integrators, uh, with the industry press like yourself, they're a little flattery there hmm. and uh, really, really um, so in love with it and have spent now almost two decades um, in this industry in a couple of different companies, as you mentioned. So that's my love, my passion. It's what I enjoy doing. Now your control four run is really interesting um, to me. When you look on LinkedIn and kind of just read through your roles there, it's 14 and a half years, but it's not just a static position in one role there. You, it encapsulates so many areas of evolution in that very influential brand now from startup, as you mentioned, the whiteboard and 2004, I believe, and uh, you're a VP of operations. And then you wrapped up your tenure um, as VP of product management along the way, held many roles in between um, that were in so many, I guess, probably pivotal evolutionary development areas of the company as it expanded and grew. What were some of the valuable tools, lessons, experiences that you think that you picked up in those years that you can now apply to your role as a veteran in this industry with Nice North America? Yeah, I think there's some some uh, really good learnings that that I've learned. Um, and I don't know about you, but some of the failures or or challenges, I guess, not necessarily failures, but but you know, the ultimate challenges are the best learning experiences. When things go great, there's little you can do to improve upon that. You go, oh, it went went great. All right, maybe I could do it even better next time. But really, where the learning comes, and you get some of that, but the real learning comes from the challenges that you have. And I think that uh, some of our listeners, that uh, some of your listeners that go back in the control four days, I, I would say, did we start off on the right foot at the right time? Uh, no, I, we, we had some challenges with this for the first solutions of control four that came out that gave our integrators and dealers some challenges out in the field. And from that, I learned a lot about what it is that we need to do as an industry to develop better solutions for our dealers. At the end of the day, they're the ones that have to bring these solutions together for our consumers. And if we're making their job hard, we're making it difficult um, our brand, our products, they won't go very far because they'll just stop doing it. Um, some of them have a passion. They'll, they'll get into the bandwagon with you, but you've got to be making improvements or they, they have a hard time sticking with you. So I learned that about the industry. Um, I learned a lot about scalability and capability. Um, one of the, th the roles that I held there at Control 4 was uh, running our hospitality uh, division all the way from you know, full P&L from sales all the way through deployment. And we had some big projects in there. The city center project in Las Vegas yep. um, came under my jurisdiction. And um, it was a it was a eye-opening learning event about taking a solution to scale when you have, you know, 4,500 rooms between Mandan Oriental and the Aria Hotel that are all running the platform. Um, and there's this pressure to get this thing done because the opening date's not moving. It's it's a It's a grinder. And you learn a lot about what you need to do as a manufacturer of both hardware and software, because there's a lot of software that's on that project, in order for it to be stable, in order for it to be scalable, in order for it to work. So a lot of lessons learned there um, in that process. And then through product management, just understanding that the voice of the customer is so important uh, to what we do. 
And that voice of the customer is really two different levels. There's the voice of the dealer that, that we absolutely pay attention to, which are what are the things that you're hearing from your consumers? What are the things that you're challenged with and you're finding? What could we do to help your job be smoother, easier, better, and more reliable? And so that you can go into a job, leave the job, not have to worry about coming back. But also more importantly, is like, what's the consumer want? Because that we need to be able to create demand for our, our dealers through that pool. And so the voice of the customer um, is one of the things that uh, that I've learned over the years has, has been so critical to what we need to do as an industry is listen, understand, and observe. Um, there are a lot of problems we solve that customers may not even realize are issues or problems today. And if you only listen to what their problems are today, you may miss what are could be some really big things that could change their lives and impact them in a positive way. So those are some of the big ones. I've got a lot, but those are some of the big ones I've learned. No, that's a lot of good stuff. And uh, as I, uh, you know, spent some time with you and your team out uh, in Carlsbad this prior to Cedia this fall, um, it was great to see this beautiful headquarters facility, the North America headquarters there, and the impressive experience center that's been built with all the the products that come together in a smart home, basically within the nice brand now. Um, and I get to know your executive team better and understand your brand strategy after years of what I feel like was kind of a tumultuous Nortec core brands kind of thing. Nice seems like a really stable, um, place to be now. And I, that was probably your intent for us to see when we were there in person, but maybe you could help play, uh, put a little bit of uh, faces in the company that folks may not know that are part of your uh, team there. And at, at the top, I know there's a lot of people, you don't want to name everybody, but uh, some of the folks that were there that day that you could share that maybe folks in the industry know and can say, okay, now I get who this, this group is, this nice brand that I wasn't really that familiar with a couple months ago. Yeah, you bet. I was uh, first of all, it was really good to have you there. As you mentioned, I think at the very beginning, you you came under the premise that you were going to come see uh, Nortec Control and and came to a, a brand new branded building of Nice, uh, Nice North America, and then our new uh, Experience Center. That you were the first ones to go through it. Um, if you'd been there like 24 hours before, like any project that our our dealers and integrators do, 24 hours before the customer takes control, it's always chaos. And it was it looked like that, but we I think we buttoned it up pretty good yeah. at the very end there, um, and and showed well and continues to show well. It's a great great solution for us. Um, so uh, let me give you just a little bit tidbit on on Nice and who Nice is, uh, because maybe the listeners don't have any yeah. idea who these folks are. So Nice is a company you mentioned in the very beginning, been around for for quite a long time, founded by Laura Borrow. Um, really impressive operation, impressive leadership. Um, all the way from the top. So Laura, Roberto, Griffa, who is the CEO, corporate CEO, is fantastic. Understands uh, the not only that industry that they've come from, but even uh, our industry and has a deep understanding for what's going on in North America. And spent uh, geez, 12 weeks of the of the summer with us in Carlsbad and traveling around the United States to even learn more about it. So very engaged and very in-depth into what's, what's happening and what's going on. Um, really driven. I mean, our goal is that we are going to be the world leader in whole home management solutions. And that home management solutions comes from the historical parts of, of what NICE has had in the past. Um, NICE has developed uh, garage door operators, gate operators, blinds and shade control. In fact, a lot of our dealers are probably using that you're uh, the listeners here are probably using NICE shades 
uh, without realizing it because it'll be branded somebody else's shade, but there's a nice motor inside of that, of that shade. Um, and so really great depth and breadth and being able to bring those solutions. And then recently have added in um, home automation as part of that solution. They acquired a company called Forbaro, uh, which is a company out of Poland that was uh, really doing pretty, pretty awesome um, smart home solutions uh, through Europe and a little bit of entry into the United States. But really the, the, the growth that they wanted to get was, was North America. It's a big uh, part of where the economy is when it comes, especially to the connected home and to home management solutions. And so thus then looked at the Nortec acquisition and it was a big swing and, a, and actually a really good acquisition for them. But the thing that we're doing, and this is the thing that, that, you know, folks that have been dealers or have been acquainted and seen, you know, core brands and, and Nortec over the, over the years is that there, there were ownerships that were coming in cause it's traded hands quite a bit to be quite honest but there's never been any kind of, I would say, revolutionary change to what's happening. There, there's some to be evolutionary and some of them not let, didn't do anything at all. And this change is, is really revolutionary. We are truly acting as one team, one entity, one organization, pulling together all that we can do globally um, with 3,000 employees worldwide. So it's a significant company uh, that we're part of here, uh, bringing those together to deliver these solutions. Um, when they acquired um, Nortec, uh, they brought in our new CEO for Nor uh, Nice North America, um, Eduardo Malfi, um, who has came over from uh, Europe, came over from Italy. He was the corporate COO uh, for the company. Great, um, great uh, person. He, uh, you got a chance to spend some time with him and, and learn a little bit more about what he's doing. Um, really, really talented uh, operator in being able to understand what's going on, but very also passionate about that customer experience and what we're doing and delivering this this great solution. Um, with that, we've also got Luca Longen, and Luca is our uh, co CEO, or I would say uh, deputy CEO is what I should say, and he's he's also a part of the organization based in Kent, uh, Nice North America, um, is what was Nortec before is also high security, which was an acquisition by nice, I think in 2018, and they do industrial commercial gates and hostile vehicle uh, mitigation. They can stop trucks at 50 miles an hour from getting one meter inside of a perimeter used in embassies and, and government facilities to protect those, those places. Um, so that's also part. And then we have nice Canada who was another acquisition um, in 2017, 2018 by nice as well. And so those three organizations have come together to form this uh, nice North America in which uh, Eduardo and uh, Luca are then heading up to managing that organization. And then you also met at the same time, Mark Burson. Uh, Mark Burson is, is uh, one of my comrades in arms for our chief marketing officer. And uh, we head up the between product and marketing head up those, those parts of the organization. Those are the folks that you met with at the time. Yeah. And, uh, I have to say, just as a side note, it's, we get into this, that the high security part was uh, pretty uh, pretty cool. I, I think of a better word to say than cool. Uh, we get used to hearing about smart home products, and and as press, we, we cover it, and not a lot of surprises. Sometimes there's a new thing that comes out that we just think really is a home run, but we have never really seen products like the high security gates uh, products that are just so industrial and to see like how it basically rips the front off of a truck. If it's trying to breach security going into a high security building, um, 
those things are are pretty awesome and not your typical smart home uh, type of visibility. You don't usually typically hear about that kind of thing. So that was interesting um, for sure. Um, but I, I, um, I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about, so the, the company isn't just like brand new into the U S market. You mentioned some things, but you really entered the U S market in 2008, um, again, with the alarm systems and industrial doors. So, um, yep. yeah, that, that, that's another thing. Cause when I, I guess when I heard about the purchase, you think, oh no, this, this is some, you know, Italian company, they're not going to know this market. This is going to be a mess. And that's not the, that's not the truth at all. Um, the abode systems, um, acquisition in 2018, then, uh, yep. another one out of Palo Alto, um, which is more of a do it yourself, um, smart home security system. So those, those types of aspects of the company, maybe not clear. There's so many components here, but, uh, that, that to me, gave me some uh, feeling that not only do we have some people like yourself who are well-versed in the North American market, but also it's the company has been here for a little while too. So um, good, good uh, stability there out of the gate. Yeah, I would agree. I think that that is one of the things that's played nicely. They had a chance, they've had the opportunity to be here in North America, understand the market um, and we're able to then make the right uh, acquisition strategies, and I, Nortec was was definitely part of that. Yeah, and and so of course the the little bit of controversy is sunsetting certain brands, and uh, in the custom integration business, we know these brands very well. Maybe the outside consumer doesn't as well, um, so there, there could be a case there for rebranding. Um, but even while I was there on that trip, we we visited with one of your your dealers, your integrators who um, is putting in products of yours in uh, MDU buildings. I've actually had them on the podcast. And Alon is a big part of those installations. And so just from a visibility standpoint, Alon is there as an interface. The decision must have been kind of difficult to pick those products and figure out which ones need to blend into the nice branding can you get a little bit into what what it took to make that decision and maybe a little bit of the feedback you've had so far as dealers have had to absorb that news yeah you bet um it's um it was it's taken a long it took a, a long time for us to go go through those decisions when i first arrived in february i've been here since february we were start those discussions were actually ongoing before i even came in and uh and then we're ongoing until really until we got to to Cedia for the most part, or at least until we had you you folks come out a couple of weeks before Cedia. Um, it's it wasn't taken lightly. It wasn't like, hey, we're just going to be nice and we're going to put nice stickers all over everything and nice logos all over everything. We we took it very seriously and we we looked at it from a couple of different, not just a couple, many different angles. Um, if we look at at the brand, yeah, there's a lot of passion around brands and in, in this industry in particular. I would I would call it almost religious um, how our integrators and dealers uh, handle, especially control brands uh, that are out in the market today. There is a, a religious battle almost that happens if you go out onto forums and take a look, and it's uh, and you see it in action uh, today. Which I think there's there's some healthy parts of that as well. Um, and so you take a brand that's been around for a long time. The Lawn Brand's a well-known brand, been around for a long time. And I'll start with that one. And you go, let's you know. If we're going to take that and move that into nice, 
what what would be the motivations for doing so? And there's there's a couple of things that drove us to that. Uh, the first one is that we believe that there's an opportunity for us to have a broader discussion with consumers, um, for a broader discussion to be able to promote the nice brand globally, but also within North America to be the brand. Once again, that's that home management solution that we want to be the world leader in. And um, in the world of, of marketing and, and especially in brand equity, uh, maintaining and growing a brand is very expensive. It, it costs a lot in, in real dollars uh, to be able to get the, the message out there, to be able to get the, the product out there. And to have that well-known is really hard to do. Um, and you know, a couple of companies have done that. And so that as integrators in our industry, as integrators go out, they are sometimes asked for those solutions because that's the name they know. That is typically their friend, their relative, their neighbor told them about it. And so that's how they're, they're coming into that because nobody's taking out Super Bowl ads in this, in this industry. So it all no, mostly happens through word of mouth. Uh, but, but in order to build that brand still takes a lot of, of uh, investment into that brand. And so we looked at it from that angle and said, you know, where is our best effort put there? Because what we want to build is this solution. It's not just, you know, the classic Elan part of the products, but it's bringing in gate control. It's bringing in a garage door. It's bringing in blinds and shades. It's bringing in security and bringing those kind of applications of the products that we have in those solutions, bring them together. Is it, would it be better under, under another umbrella? And we, we believe so. Uh, we spent a lot of time talking to dealers uh, that ranged a gamut of you guys are are crazy. Uh, let me go find your straight jacket so I can tie you up right now and hit you in the head with a baseball bat while I'm doing it. Um, and all the way from that to, well, yeah, that makes perfect sense as you talk through the, through the strategy. Uh, what we're finding as we continue the discussion, even those folks that were on that other end of the spectrum there that want to put you in a straight jacket, when you start talking to them about how we're building a solution that's everything's talking together and that everything's working together. And it makes it a lot easier if we can go to, to into a consumer environment and go, well, yeah, you've got the nice garage door. You've got the nice gate control on the house. You've got nice security. It's already built in here. We're, we're just adding in on the rest of the part here that brings it all together. And that's this smart home platform. And so Elon made, uh, made sense for us to do that. Now we're doing it in a way that we believe is reflective. We didn't like pull the bandaid off and start just lo labeling everything nice. We're being pretty uh, cautious of how we proceed through that over the next year. Uh, new products that are coming out, uh, new remote control. I think we'll get a chance mm -hmm. to talk about that here in a second uh, that we announced at Cedia and showed at Cedia is coming out with a nice brand on it. New products come out, will come out with nice. Uh, you'll see packaging. In fact, our user interfaces today uh, say Elon, a nice brand mm -hmm. on the user interfaces. That's a new version of software that's coming out here shortly. And that will reflect it on touchscreen um, interfaces, remote interfaces, and also the the uh, mobile interfaces. So you see that and we'll keep that that way. Packaging will transition to that to be able to show it's a nice brand. And we'll keep that in place for a while so that we can smooth people along the path with us um, at the same time. And that way we don't just leave people out there on their own. But we believe there's a lot more might that we can put behind the nice brand that allows us to make it so that we can create that pool because ultimately we want to create a pool for our dealers and our integrators. So they're not out there having to pump it mm -hmm. and be the only ones that are out there telling the story about who we are. And we believe that we can do that in a global way and it will mean something. So that's how we decided that. And that, that same thing goes to Speakercraft, uh, goes to Panamax at the same time too. 
uh, well known. I mean, some of those, at least one of those brands created the, uh, the part of the industry yeah. uh, for this, for uh, the, the industry that we're in here, the, the CI channel. And so, you know, we want to be respectful of that because there's the history there that goes along with that. There's also, once again, that, that, that respect mm-hmm. um, that we have for the brand. And we're trying to treat those in a way that brings them along the path with us uh, rather than shoving them out the side. And we believe there's breadth and depth that we can gain in doing so. Yeah. And that, when you put it in that way, it makes more sense because these are acquired brands. And at one point, Speakercraft was its own company and then it was acquired and it became part yep. of a family of different named products or brands within a global brand. And so to try to like have those all associated with each other as a solution in a home, different names, it doesn't necessarily work as well, like you said, on that investment for the company to, to be able to have to brand, you know, support so many different brands out in the out in the market. So make it one brand name makes a lot of sense. Um, and then uh, likewise, uh, uh, conversely, those other brands that you don't have the renaming yet, um, they're in different industries. Uh, they may be a broadcast product or a um, commercial product. So uh, is that, uh, or actually, I guess, music uh, production as well. So is that something like uh, in those spaces that they can sort of stand alone and don't need to be part of the family necessarily? Yeah, we looked at we looked at those. If you in specific, you know, if you look at Furman and Geffen in particular, yeah. right? They they actually, while they get used in in our channel, in this channel, uh, they actually get used a lot more in other channels, and uh, they get used in the in the uh, music performance industry, mm-hmm. um, in sound reinforcement uh, part of the industry, and then also in commercial applications. Uh, for instance, our Geffen products are used in all the Super Bowls to help do all the screens within a within the facility and be able to pump video around the uh, around the stadium and they'll supply supply feeds into the, even to the, to the network. And so it's, they have their, they have a little place that that's kind of carved out for themselves. And that's why we've not, we've not looked at bringing those into the nice brand because they, they make sense to be out there. They're kind of independent from building this ecosystem. And what we're doing is we're, we're really thinking about this as that ecosystem. Uh, You mentioned it just a second ago, but if I'm in a home and now it makes sense for a consumer, I've got my nice, my nice control system that's controlling my garage door. It's controlling my, my gates. It's controlling my blinds and shades, controlling the rest of the house, my security system. And so it all kind of ties together there where we wouldn't sit, typically see that Geffen or that Furman system in a, in a home operation. So right, a little different application. Makes sense. Well, after the break, we will continue our conversation with Paul Williams and talk about Cedia um, products, introduced products at Cedia. Do you want superior smart home automation at a great value? Shelly Wi-Fi relays by Alterco Robotics cover DC to line voltage, allowing you to control lights, outlets, appliances, garage doors, pumps, and much more. There are Shelly sensors and power measurement devices to help you measure temperature, humidity, lux, or motion, and electrical consumption from single wire to three phase with neutral. You can use Shelly with a licensed driver for Control 4, Elon, or other premium systems, as well as your customer's existing hub, voice assistant, or any platform that accepts REST, MQTT, or CoAP. Shelly can make IoT very easy. Available now at Blackwire, City Electric Supply, and Worthington, or at ShellyUSA.com. Welcome back. We're talking with Paul Williams, Chief Product Officer for Nice North America, and as I teased uh, at the break, Paul, uh, it'd be great to 
talk about more specifics on those new products that you mentioned earlier, specifically starting with uh, the first nice handheld remote, the HR40. Um, I love a remote. I love a user interface. I think most most consumers think of that as the system. Uh, what it, what makes this particular remote different and uh, special as a new product? Yeah, we're really excited about it. And as you mentioned, it is the face of the of the control system for most consumers. It's the thing they're going to interact with probably the most, the majority of the time that they're in the house. In fact, not just probably, they will interact with that more than they will any other thing that's in the home. And and some customers get to know the system as that remote. And they'll, they'll as they announce it to their their uh, friends and relatives, like, I've got this, this great remote. Well, behind it's a whole control system that makes the whole thing work, but they know the remote control. Um, so as so, it's it's important for it to be a you know have a good face forward. Uh, those of you that are familiar with the uh, with the uh, Alon product line, uh, know that we've got our HR thirty remote control. Um, I I would say it is absolutely functional. It works great. It's a great remote control, but it it doesn't kind of have the new look of the of where remotes have gone today. So it's a little dated from that perspective. So we wanted to first of all look for what do we need to do to get this thing to look like. Um, it should belong in a home of this age, of this, of this, um, age of our, of where development and, and, and technology is today. And so we designed it for there, uh, first. Secondly, uh, one of the driving principles of nice, and if, if people get a chance to go look at, uh, niceforyou.com, you'll see the products that we manufacture as a whole, as a company, Italian design is built into everything that happens even if it's a if it's a industrial component that may be in an, in a commercial setting or in an industrial complex it's still designed to look beautiful just because it's in that environment doesn't mean it shouldn't look good doesn't mean it shouldn't look, look uh, great in fact and if you look at our products they look beautiful overall is nice so we pulled that into, and that's a driving part of what you'll see coming forward from Nice North America is a design, uh, uh, design first almost element that's part of that, where we're making sure these these products look good. But even more importantly, when it comes to remote control, ergonomic, simple to use, and it it is going to really be a great feature for our consumers and for those customers that are using the remote control. So built with ergonomics in mind, it's got a great feel in the hand has great materials to make it feel nice and also look nice at the same time too. It has a touchscreen element on the top half, curved glass. So it looks like it's a, a modern interface uh, that's there. Uh, customers will be able to access their their home, uh, full home control on there. And things that make it unique, there's a couple of things that we've done with the remote control. Uh, one, uh, if answering the front door uh, doorbell, smart doorbell, uh, you can see the person that's the front door live video. And then you can interact with them. It has full voice control, vo two-way voice control on it at the same time too, and voice interaction. So I can use that to communicate to somebody who's at the front porch. So without leaving the comfort of my couch or my comfy chair, watching a movie and somebody's at the front door, I can answer that and have a conversation with them to say what I'm going to do. Unlock the door from there and uh, have them bring a beer on the way to the, to the theater, <laughs> right? If they want to. Right. So that's, uh, that's, a, that's a unique feature. And then also full camera viewing at the same time too. With the ability for us to be able to turn it side and do a do a landscape view of your cameras to be able to view those and see what's happening um, in the home from a security uh, prospect, so we think that's unique. And then also full intercom within the home to our touch panels within the home. So being able to have that full be a full participant in a home intercom system, we think is pretty unique. Um, and with voice control on the same time too. Initially out of the box with uh, Amazon Alexa 
she'll listen to me now, but uh, uh, with Amazon Alexa built into the remote control uh, with a button push that uh, enables that that action to occur. So, and uh, I feel pretty excited about it. That that is exciting, and uh, as as we've all experienced with the supply chain, you're saying shipping quarter Q1 of this next year. So everything looking promising for that with all the challenges we're facing. Yeah, we're still in line. It's it's a challenge. Every day is a challenge. There's a new. There's always something new that'll come up every day. But right now, we're shooting for that that end of Q1 kind of time frame right now, and that's where we're in line for. Uh, we'll continue to push to those to those dates. And then you you had uh, a, some some announcements about smart shading, custom roller shades, uh, which is a important piece of that uh, nice portfolio. Not even an acquisition necessarily part of your, that original nice brand that you mentioned. So uh, what's new there? Yeah. So one of the things that uh, we've seen a growing category uh, throughout North America and actually throughout the connected home is, is automated shading. I mean, it's no surprise. It's been there for a long time. There are some big companies that participate in that today that, that are in our channel uh, for sure. Um, as we started to talk to our dealers and our community of, of integrators to understand, you know, what are the, some of the things that would help you? Uh, one of those things was, Hey, an easier, simpler, um, and cost-effective blinds and shade solution that we could put in. And then as an integrator, I can make money selling, right? And so we announced at Cedia our line of shading products, uh, starting with roller shading. Uh, those products uh, were, will be available in Q1 as well. And uh, will really allow for a, for a dealer to be able to uh, place an order online uh, from a materials perspective, because I know that designers are often involved in this and, and interior decorators. Uh, the uh, dealer will be able to order swatches um, or full books if they if they want them to be able to have that those uh, those swatches sent to the consumer and the consumer can look at them make sure the transparency what they is what they want the color matches what they want or the the interior designer in particular usually can make sure that those all match what they want and then they can order the blinds dealers will be able to order them from our web portal um, be able to order them to size so they'll they'll give us all the sizes measurements. And then we'll get delivered and our, our expected delivery time is within a two week period of time. So pretty quick delivery and turnaround for those nice motors inside, as you would expect. Um, and we believe there's an opportunity there. And as we talked to dealers at CEDIA, there was a lot of excitement around uh, that uh, capability and those that offering. Yeah. And I, as I, I read some of the description there, it matches up with all the best features of what's out on the market and what the expectations have gotten to be for really high quality um, motorized shades. So you've got the hem bar, uniform hem bar alignment, which is such an important part, especially when you're dealing with multiple windows and a, a side-by-side configuration there. Um, the the variety of power options, ACDC and battery with both wired and RF options. And the other one that just really jumped out at me was the indoor or outdoor use. So that IC rating um, with all of the post-COVID outdoor space, uh, you know, developments there in terms of the smart home, being able to basically create another temporary room with shades uh, around it uh, is is a huge application that uh, I think is somewhat untapped. There's a lot of folks already doing it, but there's a lot of opportunity there as well. So the fact that you've got that going as as part of the family is, is good to see as well. Yeah, we think so too. There's uh, there's an enormous amount of of work that we saw happen during COVID with with uh, backyard spaces and um, deck spaces and patio spaces. 
uh, that uh, we can lend those those solutions to. And then uh, also along with that, at the same time, these are super quiet motors. Mm. Um, you can stack them against the competition and will be quieter almost in every case. Um, so very quiet operation, which becomes another uh, part of it when you've got a blind, a room full of, you know, six, eight, 10 blinds. It can, if you if they're noisy motors, it's, you're going to be in a world that's uh, not so pleasant for a little bit there. So it made them super quiet. That's another good feature. And, uh, going down the line here, you've got some, uh, news about the operating system. Maybe you could touch on some of the highlights there. And I know we've got power management, um, as well, uh, in the family, but maybe first things first, uh, what, what's new with the, uh, the OS. Yeah, there's a couple of things that are new with the OS. The first thing we did is is with our 8.7 release that happened in the summer and, and dealers and integrators sometimes even miss the messaging. We try to get it out there. But we added a new, a new utility section uh, to the user interface and not just the user interface, but the capabilities and allows us to be able to show the consumer monitoring for energy and power systems. So if they're using our Panamax power uh conditioners and supplies. They can see what the current usage is. They can reboot them. Uh, they can they can turn off ports, turn back on and outlets on that and be able to access that from that uh, from that interface and see what energy has been used over time. We're keeping track of that at the same time too. And then from uh, switches, are we, we're a reseller of Luxel for Luxel PoE switches. Uh, we can show those on there. We're expanding those out to some, some other brands um, as we head into this next year. So those are also part of what we've built in there, along with uh, the ability for us to measure um, the air quality. That's another thing that we saw as a as a growing part of this uh, the smart home and the connected space was really indoor air quality. As people were spending more times in their home, uh, they were beginning to wonder about the air quality in their home. And uh, there's a lot of companies that have come out with uh, with the ability to do that. However, we've integrated those solutions into what we do today. And so we can provide the the customer with that information uh, to let them know if there's a, a condition. Once again, all programmable. We can ch- set the limits and let them know there's a there's an issue that needs their attention uh, to be able to bring that in uh, and let them know what's happening with air quality in their home. And in addition to that, um, air leak or uh, sorry, water leakage mm-hmm. uh, to be able to detect that. But then also using the smart water valves, uh, be able to mitigate a problem. So if we do detect that there's an issue with uh, water being uh, leaked in an area that shouldn't have water that we're able to then shut that water valve off to prevent further damage. And so some really cool features that we've built into the utilities function. Uh, part of what we announced with 8.8 uh, that's coming out um, here in the first part of Q1 is that it will have the ability for us to bring in smart appliances. Mm. And so we're bringing smart appliance control and management so that you'll be able to integrate that, see the usage that's happening there, and be able to do some really cool things from a, you know, from even from a scheduling perspective. If I want to schedule my dishwasher, uh, to uh, turn on at this point in time at the night when the rate's the lowest and it's going to cause the least amount of distraction for my family. I can set that up without having to remember to do that and have that happen for us. Um, and also then to be able to uh, to measure that energy consumption, uh, which we've seen as a growing trend. We're not the only ones. We see people that, that we certainly saw some of that at Cedia uh, with being able to do more of what we consider energy management, not just being able to see what's happening in the home, uh, with the energy usage that requires a consumer to look at it all the time, but to be able to act upon uh, that energy uh, if certain conditions apply, meaning I've hit kilowatt hours, I've hit a high rate billing time, whatever it may be, that I can make some of that that uh, happen for us automatically at home, and that's that's where we're heading with that, uh, with uh, certainly with our capabilities and our technology, um, and then uh, really adding on to uh, continue to add on to driver and driver development 
to allow for more devices uh, from third-party devices to be more uh, connected to what we're doing and growing that out at the same time too. So quite a lot that's going on. That's a continual movement. We're always in updates of software coming along um, on a continual basis from the from our software controls perspective. Well, and you touched on the the power con- connection there, but uh, you also taking that uh, Panamax brand that's becoming nice with its uh, new version, um, the DC-12 IP uh, power conditioner. So um, what is new about that uh, versus what had traditionally been in the Panamax line? Yeah, this is a great question. That got a lot of attention. It's a great product and it's a problem solver for our dealers. Uh, An interesting thing that we've seen happen certainly over the last five or six years is that uh, manufacturers of equipment decided they make the product less expensive by taking the power supply out of the product and putting it into a plug. So you have these big transformer plugs and now the plug in the wall, it's all DC all the way to the product. Great for keeping the cost down of the product. Bad if I'm building a nice and elegant rack because now I have to contend with all these big power supplies and bricks that I've got to put in. And you see the back of these racks that that are trimmed out beautiful. Our integrators and dealers do such a great job. And then you've got this eyesore of like 20 transformers trying to plug into 14 strips because they take up three plugs for each one of those that you plug in. And there's no elegant way to do that. Um, so our DC 12 allows you, if you've got five or 12 volt, um, five volt on, on USB or 12 volt on wires, you can snip the, uh, the transformer off, take the wires, plug them into the, into our DC 12 and allow for that to then be powered and then controlled and monitored. We understand what's happening with energy usage that's coming off that device. And then also be able to toggle those to be able to, uh, trip power on and off. We need to do a reboot on those. And it just makes it a much cleaner install. We can get rid of all those bricks and be able to do it in that in that uh, 12 outlets that we can put into those at the same time. And you can you can put uh, 12 of the of the DC powers in and five and 12 of the uh, five volt powers. They'll they won't independently be controlled, but each one of those channels you can you can toggle to turn on and off and measure power. So. Kind of a cool product. I think we think it's a good problem solver for our dealers. Yeah, everybody loves a clean rack, and that's going to help that immensely, it sounds like. So great, great yep. work there. And and I guess to sort of last but not least, wrap up the, the new additions um, from what would have been the traditional uh, speaker craft family. Um, you're, you've got a, a nice small aperture speaker, which fits right into the trends as well, trying to make a, a light that, or a, <laughs> a speaker that looks kind of like a light, um, get rid of that ceiling clutter that we, we've seen by so many things being up there. So uh, quiet ceilings are the trend these days. So uh, what, what all goes into that one? Yeah, it's a, it's it's great. Uh, quiet ce- ceilings, it's kind of a trend. We saw quiet walls. I used to, we, we referred to them as wall acne yeah. when you go into a house and you have like six gang switches. Uh, interior designers hated those. We got rid of those. We've got like single switches with multiple multiple uh, keypads on them. So you just have one switch that controls the whole area. Then they went to look at the ceiling and the ceilings were like, oh, we've got all these things up here. We need to get rid of those. So we got rid of those. And so now what you'll see in a lot of homes are these really clean install, clean looks with um, the lighting be smaller uh, lighting systems. You have more of them, but you have a four inch round or four inch square um, lights that are up in, in the ceiling in these places. So our new small aperture product line allows for you to be able to have put both subs and also satellite speakers up into the, up into the ceiling. It's a four inch, uh, diameter, uh, speaker. Uh, we've voiced really well. They sound fantastic. Um, in true kind of speaker craft form, 
uh, sound great with a product line of available in both a round trim and also a square trim and even a flush mount. So that can be, it can be uh, mudded in and allow for you to have a zero frame kind of view on the, on the, uh, on the, uh, uh, speaker. Uh, once again, available also with the sub. The sub requires it to be put into because it has a pretty significant thing. You'll have to go into a joist space, fits within a joist space very nicely. Um, so pretty much new construction on that. However, the satellites, uh, as long as you've got wire there, um, you can put it into a four inch hole. It'll fit, fit great and be able to retrofit those in or for new construction for sure. We th They sound great. They're phenomenal. And then along with that, uh, we'll also have a four channel amplifier uh, that's uh, that's coming out as well. That comes out in the more in the Q2 timeframe, but Q1 or Q early Q2 is the uh, is the uh, speakers, and late Q2, early Q3, we'll see the uh, amplifier that goes along with those. But they can be amplified by any amplification. So. Well, that that's uh, a lot of fun new stuff, and it's great to uh, see the uh, the way that you're bringing in a nice brand without uh, completely just steamrolling over the old brands right away, kind of transitional process there. And I know it's going to be ongoing for the next year. Uh, what are some of those next steps that dealers who are, uh, have been loyal and, and, um, really motivated by the lawn brand or the speaker craft brand or Panamax, um, in terms of their, uh, opportunity to change maybe their vans and all the, all the different pieces that go into, um, having a dealership, what, what do you have on the horizon for that transition for the dealers? Yeah. And we're here to support them. Uh, we, we understand and value our dealers and our integrators and we know they've put a lot of blood, sweat and tears into helping us build that brand. Um, and so this change is, is not, um, not easy, uh, for them. And so we're, we're going to help them ease through that. And there's programs we're putting in place to help them with van wraps and shirts and and signage and all the things that go along with, with changing that brand over to help it be as, as non-impactful to their business as possible. Um, and to help them be able to put the chain, the change out there so that we are building the brand at the same time. Well, Paul, thank you so much for, for taking the time out. Thanks for having me out first of all. And uh, thanks for taking the time here to, uh, remind everybody about what these changes mean and some of the great new products that are, uh, coming out first quarter of next year. So, uh, I really appreciate you taking the time. Jeremy, it's been my deep pleasure. Really appreciate the time. Paul Williams is Chief Product Officer for Nice North America. You can learn more about the company and its brands at niceforyou.com. That wraps up today's show. Special thanks to Pretty Easy Podcast, who produced and edited this episode. And if you're new to Residential Tech Talks, please subscribe to the weekly podcast on your preferred platform and consider rating or reviewing us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Also, check out all the latest residential tech news at the magazine's website, restechtoday.com, where you can also subscribe to the print or digital magazine and to our Tuesday and Friday email newsletters. Until next time, please stay safe, stay inspired, and let us know if you have a great story to tell.